Taiwo is a highly versatile investment professional and the founder of Feme Menti, an educational platform that is focused on promoting financial education for women to develop a strong financial foundation and build financial wealth. Taiwo is currently the vice president at a pan-African multilateral development finance institution where she is focused on investing in infrastructure, investments and developments across multiple sectors in Africa. She has worked in several leading financial institutions and has been involved in transactions in multiple jurisdictions, including the UK, Europe, the Middle East, and North America. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Young Professional African Edition with your host, Jonathan Rwanika and Shanil Mudli, equipping you with all the right tools to jumpstart your career in an African context by sharing experiences and spreading the gospel of information. With original music brought to you by Africa's own, Yunil Badiachi. Hi, Taiwo. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jonathan. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Um, and thank you for the invitation as well. I'm really excited. All right. So maybe just to jump straight into it, Taiwo, where are you from and where did you grow up? Thank you again, Jonathan. It's really exciting to share my story with you. So I am from Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. I live in Nigeria at the moment, but I'm also British. So British by nationality. And I spent my formative years um, living in Nigeria with my family and they subsequently um, relocated to, to the United Kingdom where I did further studies, education, and then started working. So yeah, I'm, I guess I'm a dual citizen of both countries, so to say. Oh, lo- lovely. And you, talk, you talked about studying uh, a bit there. What did you study? Okay, so I mean, I started off by, you know, going to college, studied uh, A-levels and uh, you know, math, economics, and law. Law particularly because I had it, you know, my family, my dad was a lawyer and also my sister. So I was intrigued to choose that subject. <laughs> and when it came to, yeah, you know, <laughs> I think I was fascinated by the way they always like talk and argue. But when yeah. it came to uh, making a choice for university courses, I, there was no real scientific approach, to be honest. I enjoyed the maths and the, you know, economic side of things, the analytical aspect. So I decided to study um, economics and finance at, uh, at university. And I studied at University of Exeter which is a okay. southwest region, UK. Well, you know, I was actually going to ask you, like, uh, what made you choose to study what you studied? Uh, but I mm. think you mentioned there's no scientific approach. Um, mm. Do you think, was there any influence uh, that maybe cho- made you choose that, a passion in business? Uh, uh, what, what inspired that choice? Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I, I think because I enjoyed, uh, when I was in school, I found, you know, numeracy, you know, a little bit easier to, you know, to, to, to comprehend. So I thought, okay, yeah, why not, you know, pursue this path? I, I think when I was, when I was much younger, the idea of, um, you know, being a doctor, you know, the typical African family, it always sounded very good, right? Oh, I want to study engineering, I want to do medicine. But I said those things, but when it came to actually making those choices, I, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to enjoy that much. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, go down the, uh, medical path, so to say, studying physics and chemistry. I, I just didn't find it interesting enough. I wanted to do something I really, you know, enjoyed and maybe found easier, just to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay. No, thank you for that. You know, you mentioned economics. So we've had a few people on the show that have studied economics and we're, we're always, you know, surprised by the variety of careers that economics can produce, you know. Uh, maybe, can you just describe your career journey thus far? What type of work have you been exposed to? Okay. Um, yeah, thank you. So, I mean, when I graduated, you know, like every typical um, young graduate, uh, very um, excited and inspired to, you know, to start your working life. I, my first job was working for General Electric, GE, you know, the global conglomerate in their financial uh, services business. So I, I, I got onto their GE financial management program, which was a very you know, highly selective program. And um, the, 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 the purpose was for you to get strong foundations of finance across four different businesses of GE, you know, commercial finance and consumer finance, insurance, banking and all that. And for me, you know, what was exciting was the opportunity to work across the different business in different countries. So my first job was actually, you know, to work, to go and work in Paris for one of the G businesses, which was really exciting, right? That oh, oh wow, right. yeah. So there, I worked in you know consumer finance and insurance business. Really learned a lot. I really tried to perfect my French, but I didn't get very far because I was always working. <laughs> but it was it was it was good to you know to to get exposure to that. Then you know also came to the UK, worked for uh, another part of their business. So the foundation was really learning about finance, accounting, you know corporate finance. And honing your, you know, business and analytical skills. So I worked for GE for two and a half years, and um, it became a time whereby you had to come off the program and, you know, do something else. So typically, typically the path of uh, a young graduate on the financial leadership program was to go into audit. You know, GE is massive, and you wanted to, you know, you had to, you know, you, if you go down the audit route, you're like maybe set for life, or you, you get a job within the global company. But I didn't find accounting and auditing um, fascinating enough, right? I'll try I, not to be offended, Taiwo. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I wanted to do something different. I, wanted, I was more aligned to doing something which more financial, like banking related, you know, working on transactions because I had exposure to that. So I ended up um, working for uh, a UK uh, infrastructure developer, which was John Lang. And John Lang was an um, inf investor in infrastructure, economic infrastructure and social infrastructure. So uh, I was working as an investment analyst and really, you know, working on new transactions, investing in roads, social infrastructure like hospitals, schools. And I just found that fascinating because you, I felt you're doing something tangible. So I fell into infrastructure finance by accident, but the more I learned about it, the more fascinated I was because I just felt I'm doing something much more impactful, so to say, right? So that's how my journey into development, uh, financing and infrastructure financing began. And I did that for a while with John Lang and then I moved to another institution, which is West LP, which is a European uh, infrastructure project fin financing institution where I worked on a number of um, you know, European transactions across different sectors, transport, you know, um, energy. So you know, it, it, I just found that particular area of the business interesting because it's something that maybe you can feel. You can, yeah. you can see the impact of what you're allocating capital to. So that, that's, a, you know, that's been my experience. Yeah, so yeah and uh, you know, I, I think I can speak to a lot of millennia, millennials want to be in a job in which they can have impact. So maybe for me, you have the benefit of hindsight now. Uh, what advice would you give to that economics, finance student 
uh, who, who's, who wants to be in the development finance space, you know, is there, is there any, anything they'll need to know that you can think of? I mean, Jonathan, I would say, you know, when I, when I look at a number of my colleagues who work in the same, you know, environment, a number of people didn't really specifically start from working in development finance. I think, to, to be honest, I would say don't beat yourself up, right? I, I, I came into it. I haven't worked for two other institutions, right? And I found it. And a number of people who I've worked with also fell into it, to be honest, because it's, it's an area whereby you can, you can apply your, in a number of skills you've honed in other areas, right? So it's not, I don't think you needed, you needed to write from your career say, you know, I want to work in development finance. I want to, you know, make it, you know, but I think millennials are very different. So what I'm just trying to say is that be, be open, learn the key, you know, key foundations uh, you need to, you, that you need to learn and develop on your finance skills, on your accounting yeah. skills, on your analytical skills, and you can apply that um, if you do decide to pivot into development finance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like uh, you're a finance professional, you know, and I really want to get to this because you, you have an br- amazing platform called Femi Menti, you know, where you uh, teach financial education to women, particularly in Nigeria, but, you know, anyone from all over the world can join. Do you mind just talking a little bit more about it, how it came about and what made you decide to do it? Okay, thank you for that. I think Feminti is like my digital uh, financial education platform. I started a little over 12 months ago. And I've always wanted to, I think, um, you get to a point, I guess, in your career, in your life, and you, you decide, I actually want to do something much more bigger than myself, you know? Maybe, you know, an opportunity to be able to love what I'm doing, but I've always been passionate about um, doing something which was impactful and much bigger than myself. And the idea of financial education, women and equality is something that I felt uh, I could, you know, uh, do more in that respect. So I, I started a Feminti uh, platform and the idea is to um, share information, teach um, women on how to develop firm financial foundation, right? So as you can imagine that um, we as women, we have a number of unique features or circumstances that makes us different from men. We have truncated careers. You know, we have a lot of family responsibilities, right? And you have to combine that with work and so many things. And our financial um, needs tend to be a little bit secondary. We make more sacrifices. No offense to the men, right? (laughs) We make more sacrifices. So I think the idea that you know, the world is changing. Women need to be much more educated about how to take care of their money and um, make some certain decisions that will help them. But now and in the future was something that I, I thought I could um, contribute to by creating femininity. And surprisingly, you know, the, the, in the reception has been positive. I mean, you know, people want to, there's, there's a big vacuum when it comes to people talking about their, you know, their finances or, or money. I think even like here in Nigeria, Africa, money is not always an interesting subject, right? People rather talk about other things, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, even sometimes like partners, spouses, people don't really want to talk about the details of their money, you know? It's like, yeah, people don't. Yeah, people don't naturally. So um, for me, it's about really trying to make women much more conscious about, you know, their financial decisions, their financial security, because ultimately... Um, whatever decision you make now could impact the kind of life or um, opportunities that are, aware, are available to you as you, you know, as you develop your career or as you 
you know, you, you, know, you have a family and then, you know, you, you subsequently, you know, stop working. And even if you stop working, you can also pivot and, you know, become entrepreneur and a lot of other things. So about putting a lot of those foundations, being, being knowledgeable, being aware, I think it goes a long way. Yeah, you know, I think I speak for other young professionals. You know, I'm in accounting and auditing and people assume that because I'm in a finance role, I understand personal finances. Those are two different things, you know. Absolutely. And I think even professionals could benefit from the from the platform you're creating. And I think mm. the, the important thing for me is just that the conversation is happening in an, in an African context where we have unique experiences. You know, um, I know for, for one, you know, in South, South Africa, in South Africa and Zimbabwe, you know, we have this term called black tax, you know, where there's, uh, you know, sort of like a, an additional financial burden that, that comes on a young professional due to having an extended family in certain uh, circumstances. So, so I love that. I love that about your platform. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe just to ask, uh, what has been the biggest success so far for Femi Minty and what have been the biggest lessons from, from just running the platform? Ooh, I think about successes. I think I'm just getting started, actually. <laughs> you know? So I, you know, I think the reception has been, you know, been good. But I think there is, the, you know, look, this subject, like you said, personal finances, there's there's a huge gap, right? There is so much more that can be done. And not even, I mean, I mean, femininity, I've chosen to, you know, to focus on women. But surprisingly, when I, you know, had a number of, you know, seminars and workshops, men do sign up, right? You know, it's like this topic is not, you know, it's not agnostic to gender. So people want to know more because it's, there's just a lot of information that you can, you know, you can have and then, you know, uh, make a positive change with respect to your finances. So I think I would just say I'm just getting started, to be honest. And I think in terms of being able, you know, opportunities, you know, being able to share my, you know, story with someone like yourself is, is a positive thing because, like I said, just getting started. But I want more people to be educated about what uh, feminism is about, and um, just working with, um, you know, a number of initiatives um, to be able to educate more women and young girls. So uh, just just getting started. In terms of challenges, I would say, you know, because I also have like a full time job with my work. And having to do femininity, it's it, yeah, it is. If I, you know, uh, trying to keep that balance um, on, on, on developing femininity, but you know, it's something I, I'm, I'm passionate about. So I just have to keep, you know, chiming along. <laughs> okay, no, no, thank you, Taiwan. And for anyone who's listening, we will be sharing the femininity across all platforms to anyone who's interested. So uh, do go check it out. Um, but maybe just to pivot back into your career journey. You know, mm. I, I, I know you talked about your dad being a lawyer and, you know, it's sort of having that those professionals at home that can assist you in making decisions. Uh, mm. Maybe you can answer the question. Have you ever had mentors uh, and what has been your experience with, with finding them? Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, my, uh, yeah, my mentoring experience has been more informal as opposed to formal. But I think, you know, having the mentor definitely play, plays a, a big role in terms of your, you know, a number of decisions that you make and how your life can potentially plan out with respect to career, right? So it's very important. So I, you know, um, I didn't really have like formal mentors uh, when I was working, but I, I just, you know, developed a relationship um, with, you know, my peers, my bosses in, in a more organic way. 
And that's the only role I'll advocate for, you know, for, for mentorship. Because I think mentorship is one of those things that it is really, you know, emphasized, but it has to be an organic thing, mm-hmm. right? It can't be forced. And I'll also say that, you know, for people upcoming in their careers, um, approach it in a way whereby it's not all about, you know, you getting something for somebody else. Let the relationship, if somebody you, you, you have a strong inclination or you like in your workplace, and it doesn't have to be your direct boss, to be honest, it can be somebody else from a different, you know, department or function, but you just feel that they have, you know, they've been successful or they can, you know, they have a good traits that you can, that you like, you can approach them and allow the relationship to develop. And from there, you can say, oh, actually, you know, I really like, you know, um, it's, you know, your perspective on a lot of things. Can we maybe formalize this and have like regular check, couple, you know, catch up. And then, you know, it could evolve from there. But you, I don't think you can just start off with, hey, can you be my mentor? <laughs> it just seems to be... <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't do that, right? So, yeah. and I think, you know, if you're like to develop organic and you're not formally asking, they will actually be, and suppose the person likes you, they will actually be like, oh, I'm really honored to to do this. So that would be my advice for uh, mm. for mentorship. But what I would say, Jonathan, is that, you know, what is key as I've, you know, um, evolved in my career, it's having like a sponsor, right? Sponsor the people that will advocate for you when you're not in the room. And those things also, as like I said, sometimes it's just organic. It develops naturally and you know pretty much based on you, you know your quality of work or the kind of person you are so uh, i would say yeah you know some people are very lucky maybe their first job they have an amazing boss and that's the story they just keep accelerating their career but it doesn't happen for anyone like everybody like that but i would say look it might not happen with your first company it might not be second company it might not even be somebody in your industry just keep an open mind and um, you know, you, you learn as you go along because you know, the career thing is a long is a is a, is a long process. Don't feel mm. rushed that you have every box ticked at the beginning. That would be mm. my advice. Yeah. Wow, no, that, that's really brilliant advice. Thank you, Taiwo. Mm. And mm. Um, I think just to you know, on this show, we advocate a lot about people leaving their home countries and having that international exposure and experience. Um, but how was it like being an, maybe like a, a, a British Nigerian? Um, how was that experience? You know, maybe if you can just speak to, 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 that, to that diaspora uh, experience. So you, do you mean being back home or being over there? Which no, being are... over there. Because we encourage okay, people okay. to leave and experience a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, people, you know, people, um, you know, live for different reasons, right? And to be honest, right, you know, Africa is very, can be a very challenging place, right? When you look at the population and the amount of people who have opportunities to fulfill their potential, it's a mm-hmm. drop in the ocean, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, people immigrate for, you know, economic reasons and a, a number of other things. But for me, I think the, the you know, as a, as a, I guess, as a Nigerian, as a black person, you, you are in a, you're always mostly in the minority, right? Of, of maybe, you know, in your workplace, your department, but it's also um, a, a good training ground to, you know, to, to, to have those experiences. But like I said, those experiences will come along the way. And those are the things that help you when you face um, in difficult situations, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then initially you start off maybe, because you're young and you're outnumbered, you might start out not being too confident, 
right? But over time, you just, you learn, you build up your experience and, and those experience and, com- and confidence will come. That's what, that's what I'm just trying to say that don't be afraid that, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid that people are smarter than you. Actually, equally smart, but you just might just feel a little bit overwhelmed because of the environment. But mm. it's, it, it's, it's, it's a good training, you know, good training ground. And just be yourself. Okay. I, I love how you're painting a career as a career path as, as journeys, you know, rather mm-hmm. than destinations, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I think this, you know, the now it's different because young people now, they just feel they have more choices. There's a voice, right? If, if I get into a job or an opportunity and it's not what I expect or plan out, they feel they can just, you know, go and do something else, which is much more aligned with what they do. It's, the loyalty is not there. I think as I, you know, people just feel that they have more choice and it's about, it, it's a two way street now, right? As opposed to, oh my God, thank you. I'm so glad you gave me a job. Not really, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, you, you may find you have a job and employer, is, you know, you, you, you're being paid, but you also want to feel the sense of, you know, um, reciprocity, if you, yeah. if you know what I mean, as opposed to... Twenty or 30, 30 years ago, yeah, when maybe our parents were there, and it was really difficult for them. It, it's different now, yeah. Okay. Um, I was going to ask what you're passionate about, but I, I think that might have come out with Femi Minty. Uh, do you have other passions, uh, maybe, <laughs> that you would want oh. to speak? No, I think at the, I think at the moment is this thing I'm doing with you know Femi Minty, right? I've always like, like I said, you. I, I derive a sense of satisfaction or joy when I, you know, when I'm impacting things in a positive way, right? Even in my environment, community, through volunteer work and other things. So that's what kind of motivates me and drives me. Um, as my yeah. Mind. Well, considering that you already do work that's impactful, you know, it's, 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 it's nice that you're even going above and beyond <laughs> to find another niche you can impact. Um, yeah. What are, you, what are you most anxious about? Uh, and maybe my last question, what's, mm. what are your long-term plans? Okay, so um, anxious about, I would say, look, at the moment, nothing. And the reason I say that is because, look, this 2020 has turned out to be a year that it's been unpre- unpre- unprecedented, right? Both on a personal level and also what's happening in the world. So, I've, you know, I've made an effort to say, look, to be grateful for... Um, you know, where I am today and then, you know, take a broader perspective in the sense that life is not perfect and there will be challenges and you just have to, you just have to work through it. But what I think for me is fundamental is resilience, right? Having to continue to build that resilience and, and, and the grit to push on when, um, you know, I face challenge is what I'm trying to achieve my objective. So that's, um, yeah, that's it. But, you know, we're all humans, right? Sometimes you feel overwhelmed and things might seem impossible, but I've come to realize that, look, nothing is impossible. You just have to start and try. With femininity, I just say, you know, okay, but I have, I have a minute to say this, but okay, if you keep talking then, if you don't do it, then how will you know? <laughs> and then, I, <laughs> right, then I start, right? And then you learn, you evolve, you start, you keep going and going. And that's how, you know, you make things happen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And your long, long-term plans? Long-term plans? Oh. Question. President yeah. Of yeah, I, I think, yeah. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> President of Nigeria. 
Oh, well, that's interesting one, uh, Jonathan. Oh, I'm just enjoying the moment, uh, you know, uh, now, but I think for me, I want to continue to effect positive change, especially in the lives of women, right? That's mm. something I'm passionate about. And I, I think I want Feminity to be like, you know, to be global and be number one education platform for, um, for women in, you know, particularly in Africa. Yeah. For me, that's, um, yeah, that's a, that's a big, um, you know, that's a big uh, purpose and ambition for me. And it's still very early, but I think people say, you know, if you don't set those goals really high, you, you, you know, you, don't, you never know if you, you, know, you can reach them. But when you set them very high, those possibilities are just endless. So I, I want to continue to, to, to do that. And, yeah. um, and I think it's not easy, but you just have to, you know, in this, to make things happen in this, in this day and age, you need to work and collaborate as well with, with, with people with aligned, um, you know, purpose and vision. So that's something I'm definitely, you know, you know, um, open to and to continue to, 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 um, to build. And, you know, I, I want femininity to open opportunities for, for women and young girls to, to achieve their purpose in life. Right. Cause I think in Africa, our stories, um, you know, we, we need to create more beautiful stories and yeah. people's, you know, people's future. It needs to, you know, there's so much possibilities that, um, you know, if I educate five or 50 and that five or 50 can then, you know, impact that message to their friends or family, you know, siblings and their kids, there's a multiplier effect. I hope, right? That's what that's I'm wishing. And yeah. that will be my own positive change. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, on the you know on the global stage or whatever, but but mm. I think just having that you know that impact on people, which 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 I you know which I desire. No, no, it's mm. beautiful. That's beautiful, Taiwo. And uh, mm. I'll just I just want to say thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, we really really do appreciate your insights and vast experience from mm. all over the globe. You know, Africa, Europe. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for making me the first, is it first Nigerian or... Yes, you're the first person from West Africa. Yes. Yes. So that's, um, <laughs> that's a big take. I'm pretty excited about that and, uh, and what you're doing as well with, um, you know, young professionals. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And um, yeah, yeah I, I wish you well. Awesome episode, Jonathan. I really, really enjoyed it. And... You know, a, a real shout out there to West Africa, our first guest <laughs> from Nigeria. So yeah. that's that's awesome, dude. We, we we're expanding, we're taking over. Yeah, uh, <laughs> loved it, loved it. Um, I think what what was what was your initial thoughts? Um, you know, maybe was was there any initial thought, I guess, or any any difference or anything around? Um, you know, yeah. any nuance that you picked up, I guess, just from the fact that she's from Nigeria when you were on the call. Any interactions? Any cool things? Um, any insights into that? Yeah, like oh, that's that's a good question. You know, uh, you know, Taiwo is uh, she's Nigerian. She's also lived in the United Kingdom. You know, but you know, just as a people, I, I don't know about you, Shaniel. You know, but I, I really admire the Niger uh, Nigerians. You know, especially in the world of business, and I think that 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 sort of comes out. You know, that tenacity that. Uh, uh, desire to always, uh, you know, excel 
uh, you know, she didn't probably explicitly say that, you know, but I think it's sort of something that comes out when you speak to Nigerians or people from West Africa in general. Uh, I don't know what your experience has been. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I call it that hustler mentality. Yeah. So, so you know, whether you're in corporate or whether you're in business, you need that. And, yeah. and I think that that sort of does come across, maybe not directly, but, but I could tell from the conversation, you know, that just that mindset is there. And maybe like themes, you know, because you ask my initial thoughts also. I, I think, Chanel, like if, if we could uh, sort of like take a step back, as you often tell me, uh, I, I think there are patterns that start to emerge from these episodes. You know, a lot of similar themes that come out from these amazing professionals that we have the opportunity to interview, you know, things like careers or, or journeys um, and, and, you know, focusing on honing your skills, you know, are some of the things that Taiwo mentions in, in this interview that are becoming more of themes uh, every episode that we do. Um, I don't know, what, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I, I think that was maybe like my favorite insight from this episode is, is because I also fall into that trap sometimes of feeling rushed about my career. You know, first of all, that okay, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And she's got this view of, you know what, you need to trust the process. It's um, firstly, and, and I think this is especially for the graduates out there that are struggling to find a job during COVID. It's not an easy time. And you're, you're going to have 45 years to work. So, so, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. You're, you're definitely going to make up that time um, to, to work and to contribute and to earn money and to do all of those things. And then secondly, the job that you get, if it's not the one that you want, that's also okay. She really trusts the process. And for her, she focused on owning and on her skills, which is something that I, I completely agree with because what you start to see, and I think like maybe, you know, making it more practical, when you're in an environment, so for example, in consulting, there's, there's so many different projects, right? That you, you end up doing everything. You need to be a generalist. Once I started honing in on things like financial modeling, data analytics, and the things that I'm interested in, I started becoming really good at that. And then my, uh, when I have discussions with my directors, they start putting me on those sort of projects. Um, yeah. so, so I think once you, yeah, and once you, th that's what it essentially is, right? You, you start honing in on these skills, and then you get recognized for it. And then you actually get to uh, work more and more with it. It's like a circle of, of prosperity almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Especially with the theme, uh, uh, careers are a journey and it's a process. I love when you say it's a process there, Shanil. Uh, because when Taiwo talks about her sector, you know, development finance, you know, and for those who don't know, Development finance has things like private equity, you know, venture capital. It's one of the highest paying from a, from a salary perspective sectors in, in Africa, you know. And she, she, she talks about the fact that many people in her field, you know, didn't start off in, in that field. And it, it makes sense, you know, you don't start off in high paying fields early in your career. And I think it go, ties back to her initial point that you know, there are stepping stones, you know, just focus on your skills and eventually, you know, your career will start taking shape. You will not find yourself in a high paying PE investment, uh, private equity role in development finance in Africa uh, at, a, at a very early stage in your career. Yeah, definitely. I think um, those, those sort of jobs, I mean, you, you know, if you, if you did find yourself in, in those and you're not sort of an actuary 
um, or, you know, extremely, I don't know, you, you did something like a master's in machine learning um, and then, you, you know, you landed a head of something in, in IBM or some of those things. But if you're, you're, you're more of the, you know, the general population of graduates that we have, um, those sort of jobs are going to come later on. And, and I think this, you know, we've always spoken about it and I think we know that from working, um, but this just confirms it again that you, you need to accumulate those years of experience uh, before, you, before you get into those sort of spaces. Yeah, yeah. And Chanel, her education platform, you know, Febi Minty, I thought that was a brilliant conversation to have also. You're uh, an individual that's often talking about, I uh, you know, uh, financial advice and learning about finances as an important part of being a young professional, you know, what are your thoughts on that platform and, you know, general comments on uh, young professionals and financial advice? Yeah, I thought it's such a, a brilliant initiative. You know, I, I, I love initiatives like this and I'm really looking forward to, to delving up deeper. And I think anyone else should, should also just, you know, look into the space. Because um, firstly, I think there's, there's two things that she's addressing there. The one is around gender equality and changing the, the norm around, uh, you, you know, I guess women in the space and, and women are not expected to know about personal finance, et cetera, et cetera which I, I think she speaks about as well. And, and, and that's, that's amazing. Um, and then the second part is making personal finance not such a taboo topic. Um, you know, I think, and I think you, you also mentioned it, when, when people study accounting and finance, just as a side note, it doesn't mean that they know about personal <laughs> finance. Um, I've needed to learn about personal finance as I've started to work. You know, you read books, you do this. Yeah. And I think there's, there's such... A, a, a huge niche market um, that she's tackling. And it's, it's such an important market because if you look at South Africa, our savings culture is horrible. And yeah. if you look at some of the best, um, you know, the, the, the most developed economies, they've got a good saving culture. So this addressing personal finance is more than just, you know, um, doing something positive. It's, 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 it's a macro positive. It's something that's good for the economy, good for everyone, yeah. uh, which, which I like. I like yeah. about her. Yeah, Chanel, and you know, I often, I often talk about this. Sorry, like I've, I'm just thinking about personal financing, personal finances as a general topic now. You know, I often say you need to make the necessary sacrifices early on, especially as a young professional, to form that foundation. You know, so 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 don't spend on things you don't need, so that you can have because money sort of makes more money. You know, that's sort of the concept. And um, I think it's very important as young professionals to not stop buying things you don't need. Uh, you know, you, you don't need to have the, the latest phone. Um, yeah, it is important to start building the, those building blocks for financial freedom because I think that's what's more important. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know? Yeah, that's that's such a good point. I'm, I'm actually just started reading um, Mark Cuban's book on, you know, he talks about business and, and personal finance. And his number one rule for, for personal finance is he says, live like a student. The moment you start <laughs> earning money, don't go and buy like a fancy car. Don't do all of these things. Live like a student. Yeah. Um, and then another pro tip that he talks about, which is also in line with what you're saying is, you know, when, whenever you see these, these bulk buy ads for, you know, things like toothpaste, um, toilet rolls and stuff. And he's like, you know, buy it. If you can buy two years worth of toothpaste at 50% off today, 
yeah. buy it because that's yeah. actually savings in the future. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know things like that. Just just making sure that you you're really optimizing your budget so that you can build that base. And yes, you're not going to look nice on Instagram, but later in life you're going to live a good life. And and I yeah. think that's you know that that value, that long term value, that long term view is a lot more important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, Shanil. And and maybe in conclusion, can you maybe maybe both of us give like one maybe book, podcast, or uh, whatever medium that you use for personal finance? You don't need to tell me all of them. Just just one source of of advice and education. Yeah. So so for me, it's um, I I can't remember the author's name. Uh, she she actually worked for that twenty two seven. Uh, which is a really cool application um, for personal finance that anyone should, you know, go check out. But the book is called "How to Manage Your Money Like a F and Grow Up." Uh, grown oh, up. Oh, I, I, yeah, I know that one. Uh, I think what I love about this, and and you know, obviously, you you can talk about your rich dad, poor dad when we start talking about personal finance, and that's also an awesome book. But I think what's nice about this book is the the rich dad, poor dad, and and those sort of books they. They give you the principles of of personal finance and how to think about it, how to how to manage your money like an effing grown up. They give you practical steps. They tell you take out an Excel sheet, do this, do this, do this. And I really like the the practical aspect of things. So that's why if I had to think of any book now that I that I'd recommend it, it would definitely be that one. Okay, no, that's that's and brilliant. you and for me, Shania. Uh, You'll know this about me for, uh, by now. I, I suffer from recency bias, so the most the most recent thing that I've used is, is the most is the one I like. So uh, I've been watching a YouTube channel called called uh, I think it's Dave, Dave Ramsey. You know what I like about it is it's it's the real life experiences. So people are calling in with their problems, and Dave Ramsey sort of like giving his his take. You know, I, I love that, the, the, you know, because I also like the entertainment, but I love that he points out the obvious, even for me, you know, I'm like, oh, this makes sense. You know, and li- I like that visual sort of media because it also keeps things exciting. Yeah, that, that was all for me, Shanil. Uh, I don't know if you have any any more thoughts. Uh, no, I think that's all. Uh, that's it from me, Jonathan. I just want to go check out this, this YouTube channel you spoke about. Um, sounds really, really interesting. Cool. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young Professional African Edition. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, give us a like and a follow. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at yp underscore Africa. That's yp underscore Africa. And if you've missed an episode, don't stress. You can catch up on our YouTube channel, YP underscore Africa. Like and subscribe, guys. Like and subscribe. That's it from us, guys. See you next week.